0: hi thanks
1: for coming hey girl thanks for
2: coming hello america and thanks for coming hey girl it's stony it's jamal hola and it is seth and we're here for another week of thanks for coming how are you guys doing did you guys have a good week
3: yeah my week felt like forever but it was still a good week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, mine was mine was good. I went to the gym, so I'm like a twunk now. So. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I like walked around like a tr- track for like two laps. So now I'm a twonk, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's how it works. <laughs> Bust out those tanks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I just went to the dentist this morning, so that was really exciting. I found out that breathing through your mouth can uh, cause bacteria and gingivitis and and uh, cancer. Oh yeah, I did know. So that. So
1: basically, we're all screwed. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah well not not i guess it does it doesn't necessarily cause cancer but they were basically <laughs> but the dentist was like yeah when you breathe through your mouth like it gets rid of the saliva in your mouth and saliva is like nature's protector for your mouth and i'm just like i don't know like what you want me to do here <laughs> right what do you want me what to are do? you suggesting that i just hold my breath <laughs> like seriously like every time you go to the like i should have been a dentist because i could just shade people all day and make like tons of money oh <laughs> like,
1: uh, we should start our own like uh well first of all we have to be a dentist but we should start at our own like dental place and i call am it, not playing in anybody's mouth and call it like the shade i will the shade <laughs> dentist or something the shadest. shadest yeah the shadest
2: the shadest the shadest. <laughs> That just sounds like sadist. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I see it now. <laughs> but um but yeah, so basically if I like move the wrong way, I'm going to get a cavity and die. Ugh.
3: So That's- Be careful, everyone. Outside of the dentist, have you had a good week?
2: Yeah, outside of the dentist, I've had a really good week. Um, I went to a nice Moroccan tapas place for dinner last night with my coworkers, and it was delicious. That sounds really
3: good. Moroccan food is one of my favorite types of food.
2: Yeah, that is really good. It was bomb. We had a good night. Um, I was really tired, though, and then I came came home and watched um, like an hour and a half uh, YouTube series about Jeffree Star, Um, but we'll touch on that later (laughs) in the episode, so... Um for now we kind of wanted to start off by um just kind of addressing some listener email because um we had some emails about last week's Gay Tribes episode. Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: so we did have an email from um from Nick, our a heterosexual correspondent who appears time <laughs> t- for time on our on our podcast Sup. here. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Uh, So he listened to our podcast and um, so it seems like one of his comments was that it seems like all the descriptions of each tribes that was read off by Jamal that he thought that they focused a little bit too much on the Mm -hmm. looks and not as much about the mental aspects Mm -hmm. of each tribe.
3: Yep. So that's part of me wanting to read the descriptions and kind of touch on the traits that were pointed out is because, you know, like we mentioned on the show, um, a lot of that, a lot of those categories are built upon what the person looks like. So we wanted to kind of pull it away from that and have some fun with the topic, talking more about ourselves and outside of our sizes and what what other ways do we identify and how.
1: Yeah, I definitely, uh, agreed with his email as far as you can be, you know, a twink or a bear and it can be based on your personality, but you know, everyone's visual. So they go straight to the like image first thing. But I think, um, you know, we kind of touched upon it on the podcast a little bit last week where we said, you know, like some, like you can be femme and like, masculine at the same time, like have a masculine look, but also be femme. So mm-hmm. yeah. and
3: Nick's email also broke down like some notes about Stony and I just, um, well, he knows us pretty well. So personality traits <laughs> and why yeah. we, you know, fit into the categories that we got on that quiz. So, uh, thank you for that, sir. That's what we were trying to point out. Uh, me, for example, he said, you know, I'm like the take charge, look out for the family type. And then, uh, for Stoney, I can absolutely see Stoney as a twink because when I think twink, I think more of a submissive type, but not necessarily in a negative way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like
1: a go with the flow. Like right. Not trying yeah. to like cause any waves, that type of thing. right?
2: Yeah. And then I get, and then for me, um, he said that um, like as a bear, he thought that matched because I'm very vocal I don't hold back. I'm more aggressive in my thoughts Mm -hmm. and that I'm not afraid to go to taboo places on subject matter. But as far as that, I just blame listening to a lot of (laughs) Blink-182 when I was growing up and having a very immature sense of humor. It got you
3: there. It got you here. (laughs) (laughs) It
2: did. Yeah. Look at me. It started at the bottom and now I'm here. (laughs) And now the whole world's hearing me. I don't know. (laughs) Roar. (laughs) Rar. But anyways, no, I thought it was really like interesting reading his email because um, he kind of put our conversation into a perspective that I didn't uh, that hadn't really necessarily thought of myself. Mm So I, I enjoyed getting other people's observations on our conversation. And he also wished me luck on the future podcast. In within the details about Call Me By Your Name. So, yes. um, we hope you're enjoying that podcast too. If you haven't listened to the Call Me By Your Name queer movie review, make sure to check it out. It's on our channel and ready to live. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's kind of our wrap up from last week's podcast. So, what do you think? Should we go ahead and get into the main topic, our honest tea spill of the week? Uh,
0: honest tea. <laughs>
3: Yes, what are we discussing today, ladies?
1: Gay icons. Gay
3: cons.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gay cons. Gay cons, yeah. <laughs> it's
3: kind of just sounds like you're calling Acon gay. <laughs> <laughs> I was too excited to say that. I'm like ha- I'm proud of myself.
1: Let's hashtag that gay cons. Hashtag gay cons if you cons. want to tweet oh, us. Yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be like something weird that's hashtag gay cons. We probably should have checked that out first. Uh oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm going to see a lot of weird shit in our ads, huh? It's going to be like some like prison like porn or something.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh god. I hope not. Watch out, you dropped your gay con.
0: <laughs>
2: um so uh, so we're going to go ahead and similar to our um for our favorite things episode, we're going to go around and tell you things that are our gay icons to us and why and we'll just kind of do a little round robin survey of this situation
3: yeah so should we start with um you know maybe sharing briefly like you know what makes each item or person iconic in our opinion because people hear icon and it means different things and i know me personally growing up i had my examples but i didn't necessarily latch on to any one person or thing but i definitely had heavy influences oh
2: yeah Absolutely. I mean, I think, um, I mean, you know, there's the typical ones like Madonna and, um,
3: Cher and Celine Dion and stuff like that. But I don't think that. So someone who's like of a star power kind of entity and presence.
2: Yeah. I think that's kind of, well, that's kind of where I take it. Cause I'm really like into music. So mm-hmm. when I think of gay yeah, con, yeah. I think music. In, in, in that field. Uh-huh. So for other people, it could be different. Yep. You know, maybe Stoney's gay icon is going to be like Laura Croft or something. I
1: don't know. <laughs> oh, shit, bitch. That's a good one. Yeah, that wasn't really like my gay con whenever I was like growing up. But um I don't know. For me, it was like more TV shows and stuff. There was like certain characters. Okay, so I more media. Yeah. And I don't know. I always like. As like a gay kid, I was so always rooting for. I don't know that fierce like bitch that was just like telling people off and like she was kind of the underdog. <laughs> so, so you were probably
3: also playing with all the like girl characters on Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Oh, I yeah. did that
2: too, Same. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Sonya, uh all about it. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sonia. Son, yeah. Hers was the best because like one of I forgot what it's called, but one of her moves like showed like wasn't it like a, a kiss that she blew and it like showed the lips or something. something I don't know like that. There's yeah, all kinds like of kiss and shouts in that like,
1: game. She kissed,
2: like, blue kisses. and it just, I like, think so. I forget, but I just remembered, like, I was like, oh, man, she's so badass. She's, like, kicking people's asses, and then she's, like, just blowing kisses and, like, I've being like, what <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I guess for me, like, if I think about a gay icon, it's kind of generalized. I'm kind of like Seth. I will go to, you know, your superstars first. Always music for me. But I think that there are other, um, you know, aspects of life where you can get that influence too. So we can jump into that when we start to share with you all who those are.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess we'll just go ahead and go take turns now just telling our icons, our, our gay cons, if you will. So to switch things up a little bit, do you guys mind if I go first?
3: Of course yeah, not. Do it. So <laughs> as I
2: said before, um, the gay icons to me are music uh, related. So my first musical artist that to me is a gay icon is Stevie Nicks. Mm.
1: So good. Yeah, Stevie
2: Work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. That's like
1: geogun impression. That, yeah, that was my Thorgy Thor
2: impression. Uh because like when I was like kind of doing a little bit of research to talk more about her, like so many articles about Thorgy Thor, Thor quote unquote saying Stevie Nicks is not a gay icon popped up. <laughs>
0: Oh, like gosh. it was yeah.
2: hard to find like any actual articles. It was all about like Thorgy Thor
1: and like the all-stars <laughs> situation. Ugh. Yeah. I remember that. Those are terrible memories. I don't want I know. back. Thorgy Thor left too <laughs> soon.
2: Anyways, so to me, Stevie Nicks is a gay icon because she's really always been supportive of the gay community. In Out magazine interview, she said, I can say that I'm so glad that gay people like my music because I have never looked at gay people as different from any other people. She even added that she thinks the idea of coming out is naturally unfair to gay people. She said, the idea of carrying that secret around would have killed me. If I were gay, the second I knew, I would have said, okay, everyone, this is how it is. And you either still like me or I don't care. That's cool. Yes. That's basically how I came out. So to me, I think that's really cool of her, like, you know, her growing up in sort of like the, I don't know if you'd call it the hippie-ish era, but... You know, the free love and, and free thinking era yes. with Fleetwood Mac.
3: You took the words out of my mouth. Free love era.
2: Um, you know, she, I'm sure, had, you know, lots of gay people that were, you know, she was friendly with and knew and, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So another Mm -hmm. fun thing about Stevie Nicks, and this is what she credits to finding out that she was a gig icon, is because in New York City, there is um, an event called Night of a Thousand Stevies. And it's (laughs) like this long standing event where guys and girls all come dressed as Stevie Nicks and they have a contest <laughs> and they vote on who the best Stevie is so they you know you can win <laughs> yeah
3: that would be fun to see That's in awesome. person <laughs> like i listen to enough stevie nicks to appreciate that
2: yeah it's a really cool event and actually in a movie that i enjoy it's a 2001 movie called gypsy 83 the plot centers around um the this gay teen and his friend who is obsessed with stevie nicks And she wants to go dress as Stevie Nicks and win this um, contest. So it's a really, really cool movie. If you're like a goth kid, like the the gay kids like this, like goth, like sort of like the cure looking um, kind of like guy. And I really related to him. He's not not necessarily my gay icon, but I really related to um, to his character. And one of the I just wanted to read like a short quote from the movie that I most related with. So his female friend who identifies, you know, her name is Gypsy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so she, mm-hmm. of course. she says, I mean, it's like ever, throughout the movie, I think sh- everyone just kind of assumes that he's gay. They're in a car driving to this Night of a Thousand Stevies and she says, are you gay? And he says, yes, but I don't have anything in common with those people. I mean, like I give a rat's ass about Judy Garland or Stonewall. So, <laughs> so I really Skirt. related that to that um, uh, because you know growing up, like I was really interested in like different things than the stereotypical you know gay community is into, like pop music and dancing and that sort of thing. Like I wasn't before I really mm-hmm. like totally understood what drag was and how fun it could be. So I yeah. so I really identified with that quote a lot. You know, even still due to this you know, to a degree, you know, I don't, I don't I guess, me. I don't know, maybe I'm not like different at all, but I just don't really always like buy into the same things that all of the gay community
1: seems to be into. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, we all have our own experience as gay men, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I always thought like when I think of you and you're like, kind of like the music that you're into, I think of more alternative and things. And like, to me, that fits with Stevie Nicks. Cause She's not like a pop singer or anything, you know, like running around stage like Madonna or something. Right. So I think that makes sense for you to like have her as your gay icon. Yeah, she just twirls a lot, which is about the dancing
3: capabilities that I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What I think is also really cool about Stevie Nicks is that there's kind of a lore around her. You know, if you listen to her lyrics, there's a lot that references you know, the witchy side of life, which I've always been into. <laughs> so I've always appreciated that aspect of her um, per person, really. You know, it's part of her character, the way she dresses, the way she presents, and... Mm-hmm. I don't think we've really heard her speak much on that, but it kind of adds this like fantasy aspect to her, which is cool.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think similarly, I identify with her a lot for that, um, you know, aesthetic as well. You know, growing up, I was definitely like a emo kid in uh like high school and college and stuff like that um which jamal <laughs> Jamal seen a lot of <laughs> um oh yeah <laughs> so so i i that i similarly i you know relate to her with her like darker aesthetic and witchy sort of aesthetic so sh- to me she was like she's someone that i really enjoy like a lot of her music i saw her in concert um maybe a year a little more ago and it was just like a really great night and i don't know mm-hmm. so she is my number one gay icon for the
1: podcast slay TV. yes that's yeah awesome.
3: <laughs> stony what is your gay icon you're one of yours
1: one of my gay icons so like i said i'm more a lot of my gay icons were more about like what was on like tv or media not necessarily music so for me growing up one of the sh- my favorite shows was X-Men, and it was like the X-Men cartoon. I watched mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. And like, I just, I don't know, to me, the reason I think of the X-Men as gay icons, which maybe some people don't see it from, you know, if you're straight or something, you never saw it from that perspective. But like the whole premise of X-Men is just like these people that have like different abilities, and people are just kind of like treat them badly. And like everyone's just like, you know, oh, these are the mutants. Don't Mm -hmm. like talk to them or don't be around them. So it's like, obviously you can relate and like Professor X is there to save the day. (laughs) It's just like, oh my God, like I am an X-Man. Yeah, you're
3: the mutant of today's society, right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: because it's like as a kid being gay, like sometimes you can kind of go in that dark place, but like watching that cartoon, you're kind of like, oh, wow, this is just you know, I can make this a gay thing. Like it, it I can relate to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it gives you like, a shimmer of hope i guess yeah i saying
3: <laughs> no that makes total sense yeah
1: i definitely wrote um
2: an, a paper in one of my gender studies class about the x-men movies <laughs> so i definitely also <laughs> agree with you on on this analysis
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i don't know it's just like one of those shows that like i just love so much as a kid mm-hmm and, like, even now when the movies come out, like, I, like, immediately have to go and, like, see it the weekend that it comes out. It's just, like, an iconic series for me. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe just a quick
2: uh, little bu- quick fire round. Which X-Men do you, like, identify with? Or maybe it's just your favorite X-Men?
1: That's a good question. Oh. So I was never the type that was, like, into the whole Wolverine thing because that was just, like, boring to me. So for me, it was... Well, on the cartoons, I really liked Rogue because she was just, like, this powerful bitch and she could just, just, like, fly around and, like, nobody could touch her. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, just really awesome. And then also Storm... And then like, I don't know. I always thought Jubilee was fun because of the fireworks.
3: Jubilee. Cause, cause you've got a little extra sparkle. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Jubilee
2: was awesome. And like at work, there's this guy and he's like really like interested in comics of all types. And, and I always try and tell him how awesome Jubilee is. And he's just like, Jubilee's one of the weakest X-Men. I'm like, but she was so cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Like, ju- I I keep like getting annoyed on the X Men movies because Jubilee's like never like given any like uh like screen time really like it'd she be... gets
3: a second or two
1: yeah like I wish they would actually bring her on and like try to make her like a main character mm-hmm. I think that would be really interesting. So what about you, Jamal?
3: What do you think is an a X-Men that you like? Uh, well, I have to say Storm just because she's a bad bitch. Um, X-Men, I love them. I probably was a huge Nightcrawler fan, super close second to Storm, but I always related to Storm because my, my mood and my personality is very much like the weather. <laughs> it just depends on you know if i start my day off and i'm in a great mood it's probably going to stay that way if i um, am I, if i'm a little dark and cloudy i might be a little uh, snippy or quiet <laughs> slightly <laughs> standoffish but um she's also this force you know she can create this tornado um she can bring out the sun when she wants to so it was kind of like a reminder to me growing up like you know it's a reminder that you have that control over how you're gonna make that day you know
1: awesome so that's what about you what uh x-men do you like well
3: for me my probably my top
2: is mystique because um she i mean she's just like i don't know i think she's the coolest one because she can just change to be the shape of like any person that she wants to be So I always liked that because in college, like I would always like remember, I would like try and like turn looks. I'd be like tonight I'm gonna be like this look or I'm gonna look like this. Like Uh one time, um, it was like a smaller gathering, but I think it was like a black and white theme party and me being my emo self, like I just painted my face completely (laughs) like pale white and put on some like eyeliner (laughs) and stuff like that and people thought I was really weird. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but oh my so, God. so I was just like doing <laughs> stuff like that in college, and um, and then it's other than Misty, or I would say probably Rogue, I liked her a lot too. Um, cause yes. I sort of like keep people at a distance myself. <laughs> so I'm always like in a sense having she, like when she puts the gloves on so that if someone touches her, like she doesn't kill them basically. <laughs> so so uh-huh. that's, I feel like I kind
1: of related to her for that aspect of it. Also random thought here, but whenever I was in high school, there was this girl like a year ahead of me and she had like this white streak in her hair, like rogue on the cartoon, and I was like obsessed with this girl. Oh, like I, I bet. never like told her because I was just like, I was like, "Oh my God, you're rogue. You're like real life X Men. Like, this is so cool. cool." Shout out to that girl wherever you she's don't even out. remember her name. <laughs> 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 Shout out to you, stranger.
3: I
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, um. Well, what about you, Jamal? What's a gay con for you?
3: Ooh. So my first gay con is is going to be a music artist, of course. So. Janet Jackson. Oh. So Janet is my Madonna. You know, the queens go up yes. for Madonna, Share, You know, respect to them as well. But Janet was, that was the music I remember hearing first as a young child. Those are the music videos I remember most vividly. All the choreography I used to know how to do. That's why I stand so hard at that Drag Race finale when Aquaria even had The knowledge of any hint of that if choreography because that was one of janet's more intense dance videos and i was like oh look at this bitch slay on stage miss janet you know janet's always turning a look she never looked the same on stage her um shows are always super over the top and so well choreographed you know she was the beyonce of her time you know nobody's shows looked like hers and she was giving you full full eight counts singing live cutting it up just as good and, um, if not better than Michael sometimes. So, um, I just always respected that and looked up to her and I still do.
1: I always loved, um, I don't know. I was never a huge Janet Jackson fan, but I love to see her dance. I think she's like amazing. Yeah. I mean, she still Mm -hmm. has kind of those like Michael
2: Jackson moves. Same. I mean, I, I think I said this before, um, Mm -hmm. that, her single all for you is like the first you know thing i ever bought Uh ever the first piece of music i ever bought so i i feel ya yeah that was a really great
3: song i still i see that video in my head right now (laughs) sorry i'm gonna ruin it i gotta stop Yeah. Dun, dun, i'm sure it's on youtube kids go look it up yeah i think <laughs> i'm gonna watch the video after this <laughs> recording <laughs> she was an in indie last year i hate that i didn't go to that show i don't know what i was no. doing but she was here maybe next time
2: i don't know you're probably like putting on your drags
3: <laughs> <laughs> maybe work in my corner
2: yeah girl so i think we've all had like round here and um so our connection's like being really bad. So we're going to take another break. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little message here for you. And then we'll come back with more gay cons. Sounds good. Great. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here's some things that you should check out.
3: Yeah. I remember, everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um tfcpod on twitter facebook and instagram
2: oh and one more thing you're not my real dad and you never will be anyways back to the show all right we're back uh hopefully uh we have a better connection so we can continue a strong second half of this conversation yes (laughs) god damn it gotta love the internet (laughs) i know they're so homophobic boycott
1: (laughs) drag her drag her (laughs) (laughs) come
2: through comcast
1: (laughs) come on xfinity (laughs) let's get sickening
2: (laughs) oh um well anyways so let's continue our conversation about gay cons my second gay con is going to be another musician And his name is Elton John.
3: Sir Elton John. Whoa, nice one.
2: Yeah, girl. So um, Elton John is probably the most like popular gay musician in the world. He first came out as bisexual in 1976 in an interview with Rolling Stone. Mm -hmm. And then in 1988, he announced that he was comfortable being gay. And he has been in a committed relationship since 1993 with his partner. They have two children together. In addition to traveling and playing music, he also has his own charity foundation. It's called the Elton John AIDS Foundation. Mm-hmm. And for decades, they uh, have raised money and they've raised the figure I found. They raised over 200 million dollars for AIDS research. Wow. And yeah, <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. That's and awesome. that's uh, awesome. And he also advocates for LGBT rights as well. Mm hmm. So to me, he's, like, another big, like, influence to me because my parents kind of introduced me to that, you know, era of music. Mm-hmm. And um and they even took me to see Elton John in concert when I was 15, which was in the year 2000. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
3: Fe- I feel like Elton John is, like, the um, gay community's, like, fairy godfather, you know? Like, everyone respects oh, yeah. him and you know, his story and all the things he's done to help the community. So that's a great pick. Yeah. yeah.
1: I've always appreciated Elton John. I've never been like a huge fan, kind of like Janet Jackson, but my dad, he would listen to a lot of classic rock and obviously Elton John was there. But one of my first memories too was, I feel like it was, um, after princess Diane had died mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. didn't he like release yeah. a song or something? Um, He re-released Candle in the
2: Wind in honor of her, and I think he donated money to a charity of some sort.
1: Yeah, that's hmm. what it was. But yeah, my, my mom really liked that song and she would listen to it all the time, but she was a big Princess Di fan, so. Yeah,
2: Elton John is just like, I love a lot of his music and I'm actually flying to Florida in November to see him on his farewell tour with my parents. Yes, so. you are. <laughs> so excited. I saw them with my parents the first time. I thought it would only be right to send Elton John off with them again. Mm-hmm. So one interesting thing, though, that I um, found out while looking into more about his life was this song um, that I hadn't heard before, but it's um, a really great song. It's called American Triangle okay and it's a song that he wrote actually just a few years after Matthew Shepard was murdered mm. and uh, so this song is about Matthew Shepard and he you know was initially involved with helping to raise awareness about the situation with Matthew Shepard and to help just be involved and you know help to get the story out there so that his death could be you know there couldn't mm-hmm. be some good that comes out of it yeah. So I thought it was a really great song and I just wrote um, just like a quick like little snippet of the lyrics so that you guys can get a sense of Elton John and um, and I guess what the story means to him. It says um, been there drinking on that front porch angry kids mean and dumb looks like a painting that blue skyline God hates fags where we come from. Western skies don't make it right. Home of the brave don't make no sense. I've seen a scarecrow wrapped in wire, left to die on a high ridge fence. It's a cold, cold wind. It's a cold, cold wind. It's a cold, cold wind blowing. Wyoming. Oh, wow. Hmm. I'd never heard of that. Yeah, I would recommend that song for everybody to, to listen to. I'll try to remember to post it um next week after we release this podcast because it's just a great song. And I mean, Matthew Shepard's a gay I- icon in his own right. So yeah, so that is another reason that I really respect Elton John because he doesn't shy away from issues right. like, you know, this horrible event that took place. And I just enjoy his music overall. So I'm super excited to see him in November, and that's my second gay con. Nice.
3: Yes, Stony, did you have another one?
1: Yeah. so I don't really have any other specific gay icons. I guess though, I thought I would talk about some of the um like music artists that I was really into as a kid and that the ones that like I always, looked up to mm-hmm. and again it's always like women for me <laughs> and i always like this the <laughs> centric one so like i was always a cindy lopper fan cindy and yeah even like now like she, or it's not now but i would say maybe like 10 years ago 15 years ago she released that into the nightlife song oh yeah which i love so much
2: into the nightlife
1: is that it yeah well yeah okay you sound way worse than her but yeah well i can't sing so you'll have to like put your beer ear goggles on sony's like no actually that's not it Um, i was always a um also janis joplin fan Mm. i love janis joplin um just like the raspiness of her voice and just like how she was just I don't know. She was an icon to me cause she was like that underdog and she just like didn't give a shit and just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just love her. Yeah.
2: At one time I had a dream that, um, I was hanging out with Janice Joplin and she was like driving me and another friend around town, like sh- just like hanging out, showing us around this, like wherever, where we, wherever we
1: were. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, I love her too. She's the best. I forget the picture. There's, like, that iconic picture of her, like, where she's, like, sitting on a porch and she has, like, all this, like, shit in her hair. Like, I don't know. I can't think of it. But, like, it's it's just the perfect, like, Janice Joplin picture.
3: I feel like I might have oh, an yeah. idea of what, what you're talking about. And
1: I feel like people also make, like, baby, like, dress their baby up like Janice Joplin. <laughs> I feel like that's a thing. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I sort of look like Janis Joplin right now. <laughs> with my long hair. <laughs> um. So yeah, maybe like all our listeners. Work, Janis.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> if any of our listeners have a small child or baby, please dress them up like Janis Joplin and oh, send us shit. a picture. Oh no. Yeah. With the hippie glasses. <laughs> um, Gosh. So and then. I don't know, just a few of my others. Alanis Morissette was always a huge icon of (gasps) mine. Oh, yes. Um,
3: Yes. I love Alanis.
1: She's just like so angry and just so wonderful. Gosh, I'm blinking on the album, the album I used to listen to all the time. Oh, Jagged Jagged Little little Pill. Yeah, Jagged Little Pill. Mm -hmm. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So that. (laughs) Come through, Jagged Little Pill. (laughs) So, yeah, those are kind of. And then obviously, like Lady Gaga, I love. That was like more, obviously, whenever I was uh, Mm -hmm. graduating college. But those are kind of some of my more, um, I guess, gay icon music artists. Okay. And I guess maybe just to quickly add on to your
2: Alanis Morissette. You know another like awesome thing that she did for the gay community is um, in her she re-released Jagged Little Pill as an acoustic album, Mm -hmm. and then um, she changed one of the lyrics in an ironic to saying uh, I'm not gonna mess it up now, but it's like something like it isn't it ironic meeting the man of my dreams and then meeting his beautiful husband oh that's cute uh so she changed that lyric because i think it was like you know originally a heterosexual couple in her
3: song so shout out to you Alanis. sorry i'm like Alanis
1: morissette nerd (laughs) yeah no (laughs) no
3: that's awesome i didn't know that
1: now i like you have to listen yeah i have to listen to that album after this (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah get the acoustic one because it's cool and it's
2: it's like different way it's definitely a different like vibe to it but it's still equally as intense and angsty. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Good. What about you, Jamal? What's your gay icon next?
3: So I'm going to take it in a different direction and um, say a show as well. So when I was young, uh, sneaking watching HBO, a little show called Queers Folk would always be on. And I would, yes. <laughs> I would get to, um, you know, watch that. Um, also, looking over into the dark hallway to make sure nobody else was up while I was watching this. <laughs> but I started to kind of learn, you know more about, not myself, but maybe what, where I would be going potentially, not necessarily gay Pittsburgh, but I wasn't out. I was kind of discovering who I was as a young kid too. I knew I liked boys, but I also knew I was really young. So this was all very interesting. Of course, there were sex scenes and, you know, talks about drugs and HIV and AIDS, same sex marriage and, and, you know, kid adoption, all kinds of stuff. So, it's a show I still like to watch. I've watched the series maybe four times total, so it's cool. Heck
2: yeah, it was a good series too. Like I think I had a similar experience. We were old enough that I <laughs> downloaded these episodes from uh-huh. Napster. <laughs> nice <laughs> Napster. Oh my gosh! <laughs>
1: Shout out to Napster. So how did did you have like dial up then, or how were you doing that? <laughs> holy shit uh yeah we had dial up i think yeah you were like using it probably took like five days to like get one episode oh my god oh
2: yeah it would take a couple days to get an episode for sure And then, like, they would take up a lot of space, so then I would burn them to CDs and um, then hide them and, like, try and find, like, code languages to write what episode and seasons were on what disc so that if, like, someone else found it, they wouldn't know that I was watching Queer as Folk. Oh, my God. I had a whole system. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I did the same thing. So, yeah. I bet the quality was so bad, too. Oh, yeah, it was horrible quality. It was, like, so grainy, but I could, like, at least see, make out which person was which and and what was happening. Those were, like, the real
3: player and quick time player days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Woof. Winamp.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs)
2: that that's those were the original playlists these kids don't know these days but that's how you made playlists before spotify that's right
1: that's right (laughs) yeah i think Um, like summer of like 2009 or 2010 was the last time i burnt like a bunch of cds (laughs) and then i was like oh yeah there's a smartphone and you can like use it (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i remember like saving porn on like on hard
2: um, hard disks, the little floppy disks. Oh, <laughs> you s- yep. You could store like
3: five pictures on a, <laughs>
2: on a disk. Oh my god! <laughs> so bad.
3: Yeah, I totally used to do the same thing. If I were like sneaking pictures, they were saved on floppy disk and they were mixed in with like my school stuff, so they were hidden, but they were in plain sight. <laughs> I don't
1: think I ever tried that one. Never tried floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: That was probably really awkward for Mr. Johansson in English class when <laughs> you had to
3: <laughs> hand in your blobby. <laughs> oh no, they were they were color coded, so I never that. Color, oh yes, that color stayed at home. Uh, did you guys? Yes, I, I feel like on red,
2: red means stop, so don't give the gay porn ones. Green <laughs> <laughs> means go. This is all my classwork. <laughs> I feel like this- yellow is a mixture of both. <laughs> You never know what you're gonna get—school oh paper or porn.
3: <laughs> I kept it simple. It was purple. No purple at school. Oh my god. Oh
2: yeah,
1: because purple meant gay back then. <laughs> one time, um, when we were in school, I feel like this probably happened to other people, but um, you know how like you would watch movies in class. Well, like this one kid took the movie and put in the porno without the teacher <gasps> knowing and porno oh my started god. <laughs> oh, oh my god no. she was so pissed oh, and no. like all of us were in like shock <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my
3: god Yikes! that kid had some balls yeah yikes how long did
2: it go for like before it was like
1: barely like because it started and then like it was just like showing like we didn't actually see anything it was just like kind of like sh- you could hear the sex noises, and it was like a shadow on the wall. And then uh, she was like freaking artistic. out. Artistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That kid probably got suspended. <laughs> yeah. I forget like how they found out. I think somebody just like ratted him out. I'm sure. Duh. Someone spilled the
2: tea. Process of elimination. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tea overfleweth on that day. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wow. Um, All right. So let's maybe go around one more time. Jamal, do you have another gay
3: icon? Oh, my last one is just for funsies. Um, Very close friends of mine, new and old. We all love us some um, The Devil Wears Prada, so my last gay icon yes. is no one other than Miranda Priestley, the queen herself. Yes, <laughs> fierce ass bitch. Yes, I um, strive to be Miranda, maybe a little nicer, um, but you know, just a bad bitch doing it in the corporate world, slaying, taking names, writing checks.
2: <laughs> I feel like Miranda's as nice as you would need to be,
3: though. Right. I aspire
2: to be exactly the level of nice that Miranda priest is. You know,
3: is. <laughs> that's that's a good point. You know, I give people a lot of chances. Maybe I should step it up a notch, huh?
1: Yeah, it's always awkward when that girl comes to our house and tries to bring the book up to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like she still doesn't well know where just to put Got in it. bed and cuddled with
3: her. <laughs> I told her to put it on the table in the foyer.
1: I know. Our house is just so huge. Across from the closet.
3: (laughs) Across from the closet. That's right. (laughs) Next to the flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you guys should just be my new executive assistants. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, but stony, I... Stoney, coat, bag. <laughs> Get my coat and bag, stony. Stoney's like, my name's not Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal just walks by and throws his coat in my face. <laughs> Reynolds, Reynolds is in the corner like, she means you. <laughs> <laughs> she means you. <laughs> uh, no, but I love that movie. I can go on and on about it. I've read the book a few times. The movie is a slightly different adaptation, but I enjoy both forms of that story. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend it. I watched mine so much I had to buy a new DVD, so that's how good it is.
2: You know what I did? I did the same thing, but I had a roommate in California who also owned The Devil's Wears Prada, so I actually switched <laughs> our DVDs
0: out. Of course you did.
2: had the old one. You're so <laughs> I shady. Good one. Of course you did, Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> My Miranda Priestly instincts took over. <laughs> I couldn't help myself.
3: So that's like, I'm working smarter.
1: That's some shady ass shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Better watch out, people. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, boys? Oh Any gosh. last ones? I think Do you I th- have another one, Stoney. Yeah, I think I really covered mine.
3: Okay. So Stoney's okay. good.
2: I have one more that I would like to discuss. And my last gay icon is another musician.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And his name is David Bowie. Fuck yes. So uh, talk about it. I love David Bowie because I feel like he was like, like sort of like maybe like the grandfather to punk almost because he was so challenging in, uh, his imagery that he used. He had several different, um, you know, personas that he used throughout the years, which is like, you know, kind of, I sort of alluded to before, Mm -hmm. like, you know, with, um, with Elton, with, um, whatever our conversation was that I can't remember now. Um, So uh, with David Bowie, he he was married to his wife Angie in 1970. Mm -hmm. And then after that, he was on the cusp of fame and he told the world that he was gay. And he said in an interview with um, a a media outlet called Melody Maker, he said, I'm gay and I always have been. (laughs) 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 And then Four years later, he told Playboy magazine that, in fact, he was actually bisexual. Hmm. And then later on, he said, um, but I can't deny that I've used the that fact very well. I suppose it's been the thing that the best thing that ever happened to me. So, you know, he eventually was like, no, you know, he's always been with women. He's been married to women. So he's like, I'm actually straight. But he sort of like, I guess maybe they were those sexualities were part of his agenda and there's always been like question Mm -hmm. there's always been that rumor of like him and um, Mick Jagger sleeping together yeah
3: that one's always been hot that rumor
2: oh yeah Uh, another thing that really makes him a gay icon to me is that on top of the pops which is a television show in England they showcase like the top um, number one single of the of the month or week. I'm not sure how often it is. Mm -hmm. They have that artist come and perform the song on the show. So with 14 million people watching, he was performing his song and he put his arm around his guitarist and was staring intensely into his eyes and I know it sounds like kind of lame now, just like putting your arm around someone. But back then, that was like, yeah, you know, a great moment for young people, you know, struggling with their sexuality.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
2: that was cool. Just
3: communicating that, you know, this is fine, you know, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. David was always very forward that way as well. He
2: was. Very androgynous, Mm -hmm. you know, looks. He had, like, the Ziggy Stardust with the lightning bolt. Yeah, that's your emoji in my phone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like, such a big Bowie fan. So um, in an attempt to move away from this Ziggy Stardust phase, he actually admitted that he was heterosexual And um, but regardless of his actual sexuality, you know, it's really clear that, you know, he that he became like a revolutionary icon for the gay community because he was pushing the boundaries of what was and was not acceptable and his own sexual ambiguity helped others gain courage to express themselves. Mm-hmm. So, and you could almost even call him a drag queen before, you know, yeah. The drag queens really went mainstream like with RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point.
3: Mhm. I would
2: agree with that. So, I love him and all his different characters. I he's like so cool. I wish I would have gotten to see him perform live, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. I never got that
3: opportunity. You know, we don't have any Bowie vinyl and it's um, a tough decision to I mean, sure, we can buy them all, but I kind of like the idea for us with our record player to um, pick, like, our favorites, and I don't know which Bowie album to buy. I know I want one. Yeah.
2: Man, it's a hard recommendation (laughs) to pick just one. That's tough. Because, I mean... I feel like Ziggy Stardust, the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust. That's a, like probably the go-to album, I think. But I mean, other good ones are Aladdin Sane. I liked that one a lot. Okay. I mean, pretty much anyone. Like even Let's Dance. That was a good one. That's like a an earlier one or Space Odd. The, um, I don't remember if it's self-titled, but the one with Space Oddity on in it. Okay. Yeah. You can't go wrong. <laughs> any era that you, any era Bowie that you go with is is really cool. All right yeah that's definitely a gay icon for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> that's massive yes yes gay cons gay um, con.
1: well
3: that was fun
2: <laughs> that was our little segment here uh so should we move on yeah what's next next is our thanks for coming
1: segment oh right yes. thanks for coming thanks for coming girl hey girl thanks for coming
3: hey girl thanks for coming (laughs) we're still learning the new format too
1: (laughs) yeah girl what's
2: i got my little outline over here so
3: (laughs) (laughs) no it's fun i'm kidding um what's on the thanks for coming docket this week boys
1: well we have a couple stories nothing like significant really but we found out this week that trixie would be coming (gasps) to indianapolis finally and she's like added more dates to her uh, moving parts tour. Yes. So uh, Jamal and I will finally have an opportunity to see her because our summer was just so busy. We could not make it to the other shows. Yeah,
3: and we were really trying to find a way to make it to one of those other out-of-town shows, but it just wasn't going to work out schedule-wise, so we're pretty pumped about this. Even though it's the weekend, I was going (laughs) to (laughs) paint. Oh, well. I can do girl things.
2: you can just be there and trixie will be painted so your your job will be done yeah <laughs> i guess you're right you're right <laughs> I'll, i'm very excited for you guys to go see the show you know we'll have to discuss what you guys think i think you said it was in november or october october yeah, yeah. october october 4th did you see trixie oh, i'm not sorry i Uh, Sharon Needles and Alaska are
1: touring England together like for Halloween season yes I'm so jealous I know they
3: always (laughs) do the cool Halloween shows over there
1: Sharon Needles and Alaska would be awesome to see together that would be a badass show Sharon always says that she likes Halloween in England
2: because she says people do it better like they dress up like actual scary like characters not, not just
3: dressing like slutty
2: like we do here Uh (laughs) i can appreciate that
3: i'm sure it's pretty awesome especially with like the scenery of the uk and all that good stuff oh yeah absolutely drama drama Drama. so that's cool i'm jealous of them
2: um and then in other news i kind of talked about earlier is the jeffrey star series with shane dawson on youtube which is like my current gay obsession (laughs) because (laughs) I was obsessed with Jeffrey Star. <laughs> one of my when I was living in LA, one of my friends um, at that time was dating one of Jeffrey Star's like friends, mm-hmm. and so like we thought we were like so cool. But
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're like we're one degree separation, whatever they, that saying is.
2: <laughs> yeah, sort of. But even though like my friend, like Jeffrey, actually hated him. <laughs> so, oh no. <laughs> From like the stickham days, so womp, but it's fine, womp. but, um, but yeah, no I, I've really been fascinated by Jeffrey Star since, you know, back then in like two thousand, probably starting two thousand six or seven, and because I remember like you could find like barely anything, but I was always watched the clips of like Jeffrey popping off at random people, and it was just like, yeah, you tell him, Jeffrey, like you tell the homophobes what's up <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah I was, so this is like a trip down memory lane for me and I'm excited to see these last two parts of it so if you guys are into that let us know Okay. <laughs> or if you guys think Jeffree Star is too problematic let us know that as well <laughs> <laughs> he has friends with Kim Kardashian so and James Charles ah ugh James Charles was in one of the parts cause he did the makeup for Shane Dawson to look like Jeffree Starr. And I was like, Yes, Pay, put on that makeup.
1: <laughs> I hate everyone on this like thing right now. Shaking my
3: head.
2: <laughs> Whatever, hater. SMH. <laughs> bye so um so that was uh another interesting story for in gay news this week the other one was just um kimchi and yuhua like (laughs) tweeting each other like like spazzing out on each other but it was like so adorable like you couldn't be mad at either one of them oh were
3: they just like fangirling all on each other
2: No, they were, like, trying to insult each other, but it was so bad that it was just, like, humorous. Oh, my God. Oh, no.
3: Okay. I'm way off. Okay, so I need to go look that up. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I have it saved on my phone, but that's a lot of work to pull up right now, and I'm not going to make people wait around while we get our things up, because we like to be prepared on our podcast. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) anyways. (laughs) I do, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, kind of a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of a, uh, a a light week on news, but um, but yeah, maybe next week there will be more interesting things like happening. Um, yes,
2: next week I'm going to see pearl jam twice which is like one of my favorite bands Yo, that's so gonna,
3: you know that's gonna be a good show
2: yeah i know don't know if any of our listeners are into pearl jam but if you are let us know and uh if i don't see a lot of comments then i'll keep my pearl jam talk light on next <laughs> week's podcast we'll see the people
3: should know about Pearl Jam.
2: I hope so. Like, I don't know. I always feel like the f- weird gay that likes Pearl Jam and like grunge bands and <laughs> Jeffree Star and nobody else likes what I like. <laughs> I think it's awesome. So, <laughs> I do what I want. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> You're not my real dad and you never, you never will, will be. be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: So should we like get to our uh, next section?
3: Oh, is it time? Yes, it's time. Trade. Mm, trade. Oh,
0: trade.
3: Trade. Trade. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Trade. <laughs> <laughs> who looks good this week, guys?
2: Ooh. Who, who wants to go first? We think Jamal should go first because he has his already pulled up. Oh Yeah, yeah I've he been, was very proficient I know. <laughs> with his trade of the week
3: this week. <laughs> I've been um, staring at it this whole episode, just making sure the page stays up. You know, you're having connection issues. I'm mm, sure, girl. <laughs> I'm sure you're making sure something stayed up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so my trade this week is... Instagram model, Montana Volby. Whoa. So he used to be an Abercrombie and Fitch model, and now he's just, like, um, drinking way too many whey protein shakes, and he's got pretty big muscles and nice cakes. Now that
1: they, like, coat... closed all the Abercrombie's like it's just like <laughs> I have to do something else now <laughs> pretty much I'm
3: pretty sure he's like a go-go dancer um I don't know I think it's modeling mostly he might do you know Instagram model everybody's model but they're huge oh my in God, the fitness. no way I know right <laughs> Get it? <laughs> way. oh way no get out of here <laughs> wow
1: you're like
2: that's
1: the best dad joke of all time <laughs> no
3: but um <laughs> jokes for days honey. <laughs> Shout out to The Only Detox and Jason Carter, one of the pit crew members, for following him as well. Ooh. Ooh. So, yeah, Uh-oh. he's just really cute. He's um, got a buzzed head. Cute, cute, sharp features, if I can speak today. But, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Montana Volby. Yeah. He's
1: a whole state and a <laughs> half. <laughs> um, so my trade of the week is... Um, I guess his handle is called RonfitPT, and I can't pronounce his last name, but his name is Ron, and he's a personal trainer. McNaughton. Oh. Yeah, but he's a very nice, good-looking guy. I'm pretty sure he's gay as well. He is pretty. Um, yes. But he's just, I don't know, I need to be like trained by him. so <laughs>
3: Makes me want to go do more push-ups. <laughs>
1: Uh, because I'm like, I could be in this good shape, but not really, because that's a lot of work. But we decided to play Splatoon. Yeah. And, and you like popcorn, so. Yeah. I I just like need carbs every now and then, so.
2: (laughs) Just stop eating and then everything will be fine.
3: We've been so good today, though. Like, we haven't drank today. We're trying to be cleansed. We're cleansing
2: for one whole day. Cl- hey, you know what? I learned at the <laughs> dentist today that if you drink wine, it makes your gums inflamed and you get gingivitis and cancer, and then you die. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I need to stop drinking red wine. The dentist is so depressing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this was horrible. It's like if you breathe through your
3: mouth you'll get gingivitis. This, I'm like,
2: what can I do? What can I do? This dentist's <laughs> like, office
3: just sounds like a brick and mortar WebMD. They are the nightmare
2: for a hypochondriac. Which <laughs> I feel like I am a, like very mild hypochondriac. But if I didn't think <laughs> that it was so ridiculous, I would buy into it more. <laughs> oh my Seth God. Seth goes
3: home and he's like flossing and dumping out all of his Merlot. <laughs>
2: I have to dump everything out and put, like, gloves on and, like, put safety measures around my apartment. Save those
3: corks, though. We could make, like, a Pinterest doohickey or something. Yes.
2: Yeah. I didn't drink any of them, I promise.
1: Oh, my god! I gosh. didn't drink them, I promise. It's fine. <laughs> well, well Sorry, Dennis, don't hurt me. <laughs> well next week Seth will just be like I haven't ate or breathed through my mouth all day <laughs> or all week yeah <laughs> I'll be dead next week so I
2: hope you guys are looking forward
3: to uh, Jamal and Stony all by themselves next week yeah we'll have another new format <laughs> next,
2: next. <laughs> <laughs> well um thanks for coming I uh, wish Seth could be here but he's dead because his dentist said not to
1: breathe so uh <laughs> Oh, my God. You know, Stoney
3: hates going to the dentist, too, because no joke, he will say, like, I don't feel like being shaded this time. I know what they're going to say. I don't feel like dealing with it.
1: It's it's one of those things, like, I just keep putting it off, so I keep canceling my appointment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I might have to do that for my next one. We'll see. Oh, no, don't
3: start this trend. Oh, Lord. Get your teeth
1: cleaned. If I had enough money, I would just have them knock me out like every time
2: just <laughs> get it over with. You know what? I'm going to start doing actually is I'm going to eat one apple every day. Because I've heard that if you eat an apple a day, it'll keep the doctor away. Ooh, there you go. And I need to keep them away. Solid forever. plan.
1: Actually, I heard the skins yes. on apples inflame your gums. So oh my God. That. No. Oh, my <laughs> plan is ruined. God damn it, Stoney. No one's safe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anyways, let me, I'll say my trade and then we can end this. <laughs> Everyone doesn't want to hear us talk about the dentist for like 30 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, we could go. Um, on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so my trade of the week is actually slightly cheating because mm. it's two people. Oh, bonus! Be- because my trade are the Harrys twins. Oh, the Harrys um, twins.
1: Uh, did you say UTI? No, IDKWTI. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay well you're
2: really missing out the Harry's twins have been um, like maybe on YouTube that they started and then they're on Instagram but you know, I don't know I follow them and uh, this last week they posted a um, Instagram story of them both like completely naked with their cakes on display <laughs> Oh. So, um, the I Harry's may twins. Have Yeah. Mm. It's, um, I don't know that they have like a together page, but it's Finn, oh. Harry's and Jack Harry's. Nice. And I did definitely screenshotted that one just to put in my scrapbook. So, oh, yeah. um. <laughs> oh
3: yeah. Cake appreciation. How could you not? <laughs>
2: yeah. We got a double decker cake display this week. Oh, so, delish. um,
3: Yeah, so
2: that's my trade of the week. They are two gorgeous heterosexual brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, boys. Well, on that note... (laughs) Now now that things have gotten real weird. Um, anyways, <laughs> bye everyone. <laughs> That's the only way to segue out of this, right? <laughs> bail, bail, bail. Bail everyone. We gotta get out of here.
3: <laughs> Remember, listeners, you can find us at TFC Pod on Twitter and Instagram and email us TFCpod at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you're real
2: nice, I might send you this <laughs> Instagram story that I saved of the Harrys twins, Ooh. but only through email. Look
3: at these <laughs> incentives. Ooh, email, and they can save it and screenshot oh. it.
2: Yeah, if you leave an iTunes review and you let you email and let me know, and then I go read it to prove that it's there, I will <laughs> send you <laughs> <laughs> this the Instagram story of
1: the Harrys twins. But. No, what you can do is you can send them a picture of it on a floppy disk. Oh, shit.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. With the purple Give me your label. your mailing address. <laughs> purple label. I'm going to send you, uh,
1: yeah, purple for sure. <laughs> purple for gay. Good luck um, actually BF. like using the floppy disk because computers don't have those, any, those anymore.
3: They'll be on Amazon looking for converters.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: like external floppy disk. <laughs> Woof anyways but yeah do all that stuff reach us there um if you do leave us an itunes review this offer absolutely stands and until next week bye